I really hope that recorded. <laughs> I was waiting to see if it recorded. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. And I'm Heather and I'm first. <laughs> I'm Charlotte. I'm just proud that I finally remembered to, to say <laughs> one of us goes first. I know. I said I'm going to start recording and then she decided to say out loud, okay, you're first. <laughs> I'm I stand by it. I'm leaving it in if it's there. Heck, you're the one that's got to edit it if it's not. So, you know, it's fine by me. <laughs> All right. Well, after that graceful entrance, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. This week, we are going to be talking about the Disney theme parks in Asia. So in Tokyo, in Hong Kong, and in Shanghai. So, and there's I've lost track of how many like individual parks there are. So Tokyo has two, yeah. right? Currently. Shang- currently. Shanghai has one. Just one. And then Hong Kong. Just one. Just one. Okay. All right. Okay. So there's four parks total. Okay. All right. So I have not been. So I'll be asking the questions. <laughs> <laughs> and Heather and Charlotte will be providing the answers. So Heather has been to Hong Kong and Shanghai and has planned a bunch of Tokyo Disneyland. And then Charlotte has been to Tokyo Disneyland, right? So, all right, let's get into it, guys. You're shaking your head. No, you don't want to get into it. (laughs) No, we're we're ready. We're ready to go. So excited. Okay. All right. Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Okay. All right. Uh, How far in advance? should I start planning a trip to one of these parks? Well, I, in the case of Tokyo, you can't start planning until six months in advance. Okay. So um, I think that's important for everyone who's wanting to go there. It's so different in booking than it is from the U.S. parks. They're very strict about that deadline. And sometimes that six-month mark, six mark comes and there's nothing available on the website because they've decided, eh, we're still thinking about it. And so it could be two <laughs> or three days later before you see anything okay. become available. So... That's kind of like Disneyland and dining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. 60 days exactly. Maybe 30 days. Maybe we'll have it good to go yeah. by 48. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um it and it's I know the Tokyo Disneyland site especially is pretty confusing. Um yeah. <laughs> just it's it's a headache and a half. So it's good to kind of do your research ahead of time and what hotel do you want to stay at? What kind of room are you looking for? And then be ready to go exactly at six months out. Because you said the availability goes really quickly too, right? So, okay. All right. How about for China? How far in advance do you recommend planning? They're, I mean, they're a little bit more lenient. It's not like a crazy situation like Tokyo is. Sometimes they start planning about a year out. It's kind of like what we're used to here where, you know, they'll start, doing 2021 in the summer. Sometimes it's a little bit later in the fall. Um, Hong Kong is really good. You can go right on their website. Shanghai is a little bit more crazy and difficult um, on their website to kind of figure out. But they're not as complicated as the Tokyo parks are uh, because they are owned by Disney. Remember, Tokyo is not owned by Disney. It is owned by the Tokyo or the Japanese government. So two totally different situations. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Now, how about like in terms of planning, do they have advanced fast passes? At Tokyo, they do not. Um, okay. Not at this time, at least. It was just your um, older 
or you know your the standard fast pass and it works um basically the same but their extra magic hours work with the fast pass only so there's no advanced planning in terms of going to get the fast pass but there is advanced planning in terms of you may you need to make sure if you if you're staying in one of their hotels which you should because um you get this extra it's like 15 minutes and that's it to go in and get your fast passes that's all you can do and you can get one fast pass but because it, it because some of the rides the, those fast passes will sell out so fast and the lines will be so long you want to have that particular part planned like where are you going to go and send one person to go get your fast pass. Okay. See, this makes me so nervous just listening about this every time uh-huh. i hear somebody I, like i have anxiety like oh my god it was the same thing as for rise of the resistance boarding pass yeah. like i am so anxious right now and all i want to be able to do is enjoy myself but i can't because i have to go get a fast pass but yeah. it's scary but it's not like that. It's actually really fun and exciting because I was nervous about it, too, before we did it because my brother had been before and he told me and then he was with us this time. And there's sign the, the cast members have signs up that says do not run and things like that. <laughs> um, but you you just go as quickly as you can and you get what you you know, which which one you want, which is mainly either um, the Monsters, Inc. Ride or Pooh's Honey Hunt, which we'll get to. But, you know, there's a couple of them that. Those are the main ones, and okay. so once so we'll that get into, done, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to take a hard turn into your planning right. your days because we're not there yet. So. Yeah, <laughs> but once so, that short once answer that is done, no, you're done. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. So just know. We're gonna reel that know, all back, Charlotte. Reel, reel yeah. it all back. Reel it all back. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get <laughs> Never. there. Yeah. Yeah. Never. <laughs> so no, you can't book your fast passes <laughs> in advance. Right. But it does require planning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, are there? Is it like a trip to Walt Disney World or Disneyland where you can book a package that includes your hotel and your park admission, or are you purchasing those things separately? I believe for. Tokyo, it's separately. Um, okay. But for the China parks, you can do a package. Okay. Yeah, we had. Yeah, we did purchase separately, and we stayed at two different hotels, and we had to purchase the theme park or the tickets separately. We couldn't get like a six-day ticket. We had to get two sets of tickets because of they didn't work like four days apart. Okay, got but it. Okay. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Got the it. Tokyo tickets are a mess. Let's yeah. just be honest. They um, <laughs> and honestly, I've never again totally different beast than what we're used to here in the US. Um, the tickets are sold separately. You can't package them. And depending on the ticket you get, um, the, like the majority of them, I think it's only like a super high end, like fancy ticket that lets you park hop. But if you are buying just a normal ticket, you have to specify what park you want to go to on the first day. So day one, I'm going to Tokyo Disneyland. Day two, I am going to Tokyo Disney Sea. And then days three and four, because I think they only have up to four day tickets, but I could be wrong on that. But then on days three and four, you can hop between the two. Mm. But you have to pick your action your park for the first yeah. two days and it's a single day ticket for those first two days or we did have ticket. we did have park hoppers for both sets of tickets that we got so and this was a couple of years ago they could have changed it or maybe we just got <laughs> different tickets um but we did buy the tickets when we got there because in my research buying them ahead of time they said you have to have this specific type of paper to print them on and i was worried we didn't have that because of the the different measurements Mm-hmm. And I had what I was reading said that you may just want to buy them there if you're coming from the U.S. 
So that's what we did. Okay. Yeah. All right. And All something right. else to keep in mind that has nothing to do with tickets, but it just popped into my head. There's no Magical Express or even like right. um, like a Carmel Shuttle or a Disneyland Express like they have out here. Right. Um, so do your research and figure out the best way to get from the airports to all of the parks because there is no Disney provided transportation. Got it. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the hotels. Um, let's start in Tokyo. Okay. What Tokyo, are the available hotels? Yeah. Tokyo has four or five hotels. Um, and we stayed at the ambassador hotel mm-hmm. and we also stayed at the Disneyland hotel. Um, the ambassador is more of a moderate type hotel Disneyland Hotel is a deluxe, and it's more like you would think of the Grand Floridian in its heyday. Like, doesn't feel dated or anything like that. It is the nicest <laughs> Disneyland Hotel I have ever seen. It is gorgeous, and just the the rooms are enormous as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. So enormous, like like Polynesian or contemporary, or. Bigger. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. Bigger. So okay. a little bit bigger than like Polynesian or contemporary. And then the room that we stayed in, which was just a standard room, had a little nook with a bed, which of course Nora claimed immediately. <laughs> um, it, it was just, it was just like a, a single bed in this little nook. It was very cute. Um, and so, and then the rooms at the ambassador, which is considered a moderate, were, was decent size, probably more like what you would see at the Polynesian or contemporary. It was just okay. a, regular room and they do this in china too they give you jammies <laughs> well, no we didn't get jammies we, we didn't got get jammies. we got slippers and i'm telling you at both resorts the coolest most upgraded amenities kits i have ever yeah. Yeah. seen yeah. in my life like yeah. i only want to go to disney in china because you get the coolest things <laughs> and then also the slippers in hong kong were themed because i was there in september so they were already doing their halloween um activities and i got halloween slippers oh yeah also if you ever have the opportunity to go in halloween i've never seen anything like it like hong kong wins hands down (laughs) over all disney parks we went uh, during halloween time too and it was oh it's so cool it's just it's really cool but yeah all right so um so tokyo has you said like four or five hotels Uh sort of moderate and deluxe do they have like a value type property there or they do it's called Tokyo Disney Celebration Hotel. Okay. And it is more offsite is not quite the right word, but they did have to take a bus. They couldn't walk or take the monorail system. Okay. Let's say there. Then they have um the Miracosta, which is their their signature hotel and that's the one that opens into Tokyo Disney Sea. Okay. And it like you can get rooms that overlook Tokyo Disney Sea. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then some good neighbors nearby, like there's a Hilton right on that monorail loop and things like okay. that. Okay, got it. All now, right. my question then is, when you're deciding where to stay, is there a particular hotel that's better to stay at if you want to go to a certain park? Or, um, like, I guess, does it matter where you are on the monorail line? Does location matter there? Um, it didn't really matter to us. Um, Maricosta was out of our budget at the time. And so we stayed at, but I really wanted to stay at the Disneyland hotel too. So we, that's why we split it. Um, so we stayed at the ambassador hotel and it was, I think like three stops to Disneyland and one stop to Tokyo Disney sea. And then the T- Disneyland hotel was opposite. Um, so it was really easy, really, really easy. 
Um, the Ambassador Hotel is right near the Ixapiri, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, Ixapiri Mall. So there was, that's basically where you're, it's not downtown Disney by any stretch, but it's a mall. And you have lots of food options, lots of shopping options. They're not Disney. It's just a regular type shopping mall. But it was right there, like we walked just across the courtyard in there. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So how about over in Shanghai? Tell me about the hotels there. Oh, they're beautiful. So there are two hotels at Shanghai and there's there's no value property there, but there's more of a moderate and then a deluxe. So the moderate property is the Toy Story Hotel, um, which is about a 15 minute walk to the park. So in Shanghai and Hong Kong, everything is walking distance. You can walk everywhere, uh, which is really nice. Um, and of course, obviously themed after Toy Story, but the rooms are a little bit smaller and there's not as many amenities. Um, I've stayed at the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel, which was stunning. That is, of course, their signature property there. Um, it, it's honestly so beautiful. It's the lobby you walk in, and it reminds you almost of being on the Disney Dream or the Disney Fantasy. It's very Art Nouveau, and they have, mm -hmm. like, you know, several-level lobby where you look up, and it's almost like the railings on the ship in the lobby. Um, and when you walk in, right across the lobby are giant picture windows, which looks out over the grounds of the hotel, Wishing Star Lake, and then in the distance is the fairy tale castle. So mm -hmm. at night, especially, you can see it all lit up. Nice. Um, and it's just, it's really, really beautiful. So if you have the means, that's where I would stay. It's only about like a six minute walk to the park or they have boats that you can take back and forth as well. Um, I loved, I loved that hotel. They also have a wine lounge called Bacchus's Lounge, which is from, you know, Bacchus from Fantasia, little yeah. character, um, that also has beautiful windows overlooking the castle, which is it's nice for a little nightcap in there. Nice. Okay. And how about Hong Kong? So Hong Kong has three properties and I'm going to, Hong Kong was my favorite resort. I, I just loved it. Um, there's something about that charming little park. Um, Hong Kong does not have a downtown Disney, which is, so it's just the park and the three hotels. And they do have value, moderate and deluxe. Um, the, gosh, I want to say it's called the Hollywood Hotel, but I know that's not the correct name of it now. Uh, but that is their value resort. It is the only resort with a food court uh, and a, like a kind of like a quick service grab and go situation there. So that's where I had to go every morning for my fancy coffees. <laughs> um, the moderate or it's not even really a moderate. It's not their signature resort, but it is the newest, which is the Disney Explorer Lodge. Um, kind of has a little bit of a nod to Animal Kingdom, but not really. But you can kind of get that when you walk in. Um, and then their deluxe property is the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel, which looks very, very, very close to the Grand Floridian. So it's uh, familiar. Um, the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel is going to be closest to the parks. It's about a 10 minute walk along the lake. Um, Hong Kong is actually really unique in that it was a man-made island for Disney to build their park out wow. here. Um, and it's right on the water. So Hong Kong is kind of a series of islands. And you can kind of look into Hong Kong proper. And they have these giant, majestic mountains it's just it's stunning it's really beautiful um and so you can walk along a path that they've built from all of the the hotels so the hong kong disneyland hotel will be closest explorer lodge would be in the middle and then at the very end which is about a 20 minute walk from the parks would be the hollywood hotel 
And then there's a bus service too, you know, like we're used to out here. Um, but what I would say that I noticed about the hotels in Hong Kong, and I think everybody who's coming from the States should be aware of, is that they don't have the same amenities that we're used to. So there's no bar. Um, I think, again, the Hollywood Hotel is the only one that had a bar. Um, so, you know, if you like to come back for a nightcap, that's not an option there. They don't have quick service locations except for the Hollywood Hotel. And even that one was tiny. Um, there's not uh, like they, they mostly have just big sit down restaurants there. Um, and there's a, a giant buffet in each hotel. It's included in your right. And that's just where you would have your breakfast. And these buffets are like, they put Disney World to shame. Like you think Boma's great? Uh-uh, they have nothing on these hotels. Like anything you can imagine. <laughs> so they have the Western diet, they have the Asian diet and it's everything's kind of just fused together um, and they're fantastic. Yeah, if you've never been to a buffet in an Asian hotel and this is where I re-enter the conversation because I've having been to Korea, the buffets at Asian hotels are- Amazing, amazing. Fantastic. So good. So Fantastic. good. Yeah. Um, and then you can have like noodles and dim sum for breakfast because yep. what is wrong with that? Uh, and also important to note, there is no coffee shop. So if you want to just pop downstairs for a quick cup of coffee or something, can't do that. Um, so my suggestion is even though it's not the closest to the park, I would look at the Explorer Lodge first um, if you're coming from the States because it has more of the amenities that we're used to. Um, so that's where you're going to have like a quick grab and go coffee shop. You can pop over quickly to the Hollywood hotel if you want the, the quick service locations. It's just, they focused more on what the Western audience is used okay. to when they built that hotel. So it's okay. going to be a little bit more familiar. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Excellent. All right. So you started talking about the buffets, which that, you know, what that means we need to talk about next, right? Now we have to talk about the food now. <laughs> I have seen some of the Pinterest that is going on with the Asian parks and I have never seen cuter food in my entire life. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh, well, this is right. where I was a little let down because I've seen those images too and I couldn't wait to get there. And the, at least not when I went, the China parks don't have a lot of that. And I was like, oh, I so think that's all Tokyo. of a Tokyo, it's a Tokyo thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, Kauai Tokyo had it. Kawaii, which means cute in Japanese, is like yeah. a big thing in Tokyo. So everything needs to be cute. And oh my gosh, yeah. the food. All right. So Sharla. All right. So tell me. some of the, the fun stuff they had, and a lot of this was for Halloween too, um, but they had a Queen of Hearts bao bun. It was red oh. and black on like half and half on one. And then it had hearts cut out of the, and then the other color placed in. And that was the the pork bao bun that they had. They had an orange um, smoothie type thing. I don't even know how to not a sherbet, but it was it was different. Uh, um, and then they had it in like fancy foam and all this stuff. They had something similar to what Heather loves that Cheshire tail. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so like, yeah. so something similar to that. And those were just you know a few of them. But the food was it, it was unbelievable, and the snacks were absolutely unbelievable and um the biggest game that we played with our food was that we uh they had different flavors of popcorn all over oh, yeah. the parks and um they so it, each kiosk or each uh, little stand had a different flavor so we had and they had it on the map 
which pop, which um, stand had which popcorn flavor. And we had to try them all because. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the soy sauce one? Because that's the one I want to try. Yeah, we got them all. We, there was blueberry, which was interesting. There was like a, to, a tomato soup, like marinara. It was really good. Like, and somebody said, that sounds gross. And I was like, well, think about chips. You know, you get all the yeah. different types of flavors of chips. This was, yeah. um, then they had like a, a hot and a spicy and sweet. It was, it was all, it was so good. So good. And we ate at an Italian restaurant at Tokyo Disney Sea that was unbelievable food. I know you don't necessarily think of Italian food when you go to Tokyo, but it was in the theme park. So it was really, really, really good. Now, uh, talk to me about dining reservations. Are they required? We uh, The only reservation we made was the um, one for that Italian restaurant because my brother okay. really wanted to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't make any more, I believe, based on... You know, even though it was fairly crowded, we could have gotten in anywhere to sit down and eat. Um, okay. The lines and the lines for getting the food were not that long at a quick service place. So, yeah, I don't know that it's really necessary, but we had what there were six of us. So, you know, we wanted to make sure we ate at that one. So we did make one there. Okay. Heather, how about Shanghai and Hong Kong? Okay. I'll start with Hong Kong. Um, so, <laughs> I'm going to preface this by saying I spent 14 days in China. This is the only vacation I came back from and I lost weight. Um, (laughs) And that is saying something because I think I ate my weight in noodles. Um, The the Chinese food is very different than what we think of as Chinese food. Let's be clear. This is Chinese American. So even though you know it may be different, you might think you're going to go there and see General Chow's chicken or orange chicken. That's not on the menu anywhere. It does not exist in China. That is very much an American invention. Um, That being said, um, for the parks specifically, again, those buffets have a lot of Western diets and things like that. So you're going to find something familiar in the parks, like at their quick service locations. The food was awful. Like, but they did have, I went to this one place in their Tomorrowland uh, and I got a burger and it was, it was not good at all, but they put um, stamps on the bun. So it, my burger yeah. looked like Iron Man. So they tried it like, there's like, a few cute things. Um, and it wasn't so awful that I took a bite and was like, Ugh. but you know, it's not what we think of as burgers, right? Um, I will say there is a restaurant in the Disneyland hotel called Crystal Lotus, which is kind of like their fancier restaurant. Um, and it's Chinese cuisine. And it was incredible it was so delicious i mean there was this uh fried rice dish that came to the table but they had a sauce and then like if they didn't like the way that you were putting the sauce on they're like no no no, and they would come over and do it for you so you (laughs) got to eat it the correct way the noodles were amazing um so i i found that the sit-down restaurants in hong kong were a lot better than the quick service food um uh, they uh they also have a plaza in on their main street, but it's okay. you walk inside and it's very Asian looking and it's the most beautiful restaurant. Like they've dimmed the window. So it almost looks like you're looking like, you know how when you go to Trader Sam's and it's got that fake window where it looks like they have that and there it's like this beautiful blue shade and all these beautiful lanterns and the food in there is phenomenal. Um, and they do serve wine with dinner in the parks there. Okay. Um, which is really nice, again, because, you know, they don't have bars. But if you're looking for that, um, you can get glasses of wine and beer and things like that with dinner. Um, I will say over in Shanghai, the food got 
a little bit better. Again, they had an awesome buffet. Um, we had dinner at their boathouse in their downtown, their version of downtown Disney. It was disgusting. Don't ever eat there. Like it was awful, <laughs> awful, 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 awful. I just, oh God, it was so disgusting. Um, let's see, we're in Shanghai. Did we eat? They Their counter service game is really stepped up in Shanghai. They have a lot of really great options, whether it's Chinese, it's burgers, it's whatever you can think of. Um, it's really busy and it's really bustling. Um, but what I thought was cool there is because in Hong Kong, a lot of people speak English because they were under British rule until 20 something years ago. So almost everybody speaks English and there's not mm -hmm. a language barrier. In Shanghai, that's not the case. Very, very, very few people speak English. Um, so when you go to order, they have picture menus and they hand it to you and you just point <laughs> for what you want. Um, that gets a little tricky if you have a food, food allergy like I do, which happens to be to broccoli and the Chinese love broccoli. Um, so I, I happened to be there with Adventures by Disney and our guide had written out my allergy on a piece of paper so I could just show them. Um, but you know, that's you might want to seek out somebody who has the English badge on them when you're in Shanghai, because it's really hard to communicate with them. But their food is fantastic there except for the boathouse. And I will say, um, dessert in China is really strange. They have an affinity for mangoes. I think they grow a lot of mangoes. Everybody eat the everything is mango. Everything. Every dessert that I was offered, all it was was mango. And they love things called puddings, but they're not what we think of as pudding. It's more of like a jello, like a gelatin thing. Yeah. And there's not much flavor, but all they have is mango pudding. So if you're going to China, <laughs> just be prepared. It's all you're going to eat is mangoes, which is great for the first two days. But by day 14, yeah. I was like, if I never see a mango again, it'll be fine. I felt like I, I felt like I saw a lot of mochi in um in the okay Tokyo parts, and they had um, a stormtrooper mochi. I don't remember exactly what it what it was, but I think it was like white with the little stamp or something on it. But one, it, one thing you said reminded me, they when I got a burger at their version of Cosmic Rays, and the bun was round with two little ears. It was a Mickey-shaped bun. Oh. And, was, and it, it was, you know, it was fine. It was, you know, edible and tasty, but I, I don't understand why we we cannot step up our food game in the U.S. parks and have like in, in Paris, they have the Mickey shaped pizza. And, yep. in you know, yep. I don't understand the why Mickey we don't macarons. get yeah. <laughs> Mickey shaped. Um, yeah. I want to know how we cups. get the hand soap that pumps in I the shape of the Mickey. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. So much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I will say that. Shanghai was starting to do a little more cutesy things like Tokyo. Like I got a Mike Wazowski bun in their like little bakery, uh -huh. their main street bakery. Yeah. Um, but like, it wasn't like a sweet thing. It was just a bread, you know, it's still cute. And then um, in Hong Kong, I had the little puddings that looked like little Tsum Tsums. <laughs> they were really cute. Oh. They, had, they had no flavor to them, but they were really cute. So like you, you could find pockets of that. Um, but you know, different culture, different taste buds, different, different foods. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. So now let's get into. Oh, hold on. Oh, I forgot. Um, I also did afternoon tea at one of the restaurants at oh. Hong Kong Disneyland because, again, British. So they believe in afternoon tea. And that was awesome. And they had um, little, like, they had, it came with a fruit plate and the melons, like the honeydew melon, was cut into the shape of a Mickey glove. Oh, <laughs> it's really cute. It's cute. It's really cute. <laughs> I love it. All right. So now let's get into the parks themselves and talk about the rides. Um, sort of how was your experience navigating the park? Was there a lot of like 
like, was there a lot of signage? Was it difficult for you to, to get around or to find things or to communicate? Like, how was all of that? I found it very simple. Um, it was, everything was in English. It, okay. the layout of Disneyland park was similar enough. You know, mm -hmm. th there were some differences, obviously, but that was okay. Tokyo Disney Sea is completely different from anything else. Right. But everything was in English. We got English maps. Um, I, we had no issues finding where we wanted to go. That was okay. not a problem. Even in Tokyo itself, but it dis right. specifically Disney, we had no problems at all. Yeah. How about Shanghai and Hong Kong? Hong Kong was super easy because, again, everybody speaks English and Cantonese. Um, but what I found in the China parks is that... English is not the first language. They are trying to be respectful of the culture in which they are in. So all the signs are, are going to be first in Cantonese or Mandarin and then English. If you're going to a ride where there's a pre-show, it's always going to be in Cantonese or Mandarin first and then maybe some right. English. In Hong Kong, definitely. Um, Shanghai, maybe. Um, there are shows are all in their language. Mm -hmm but they do in Hong Kong have English shows. So we saw this Mickey, I don't want to, it's not Mickey in the Magical Map, but it's kind of along those lines. Um, and it was a fantastic show, but we had to wait to go to the English version. So they Got have it. one or two performances a day that would be in English that you could go see. Um, in Shanghai, it's a little bit harder because again, not many people speak English. So everything's mm -hmm. in Mandarin. Um, we went on Soren there, which is essentially the same ride, but they have a whole different pre-show because our version wouldn't translate over there. Um, mm -hmm. So the whole pre-show is in Mandarin. And our okay. my I happened to be standing next to our ABD guide and she was translating what they were saying. So um, I think a uh, quite a few things could be lost on you in Shanghai, um, mm -hmm. but it's familiar enough that um, you can figure out your way through it. Um, and same goes for Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean is actually in English. The pre-show is not, but the ride is in English because those characters speak English. Um, so that's just something to oh, interesting. To okay. I so what you're telling me is I'm never going to be so grateful that my son took um, Chinese. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, if he yeah, can okay. speak it, it's great. Yeah. But yeah, uh, again, it's, it's <laughs> very much a castle park. So it's got that spoken hub feeling. You'll be able to find your way around. No issues. It's not like you're going to have to stop and ask for directions. They also have English maps and French maps and German maps and all of that. Um, and, you know, if you get uh, a VIP tour guide there, even better because they'll be able to speak English to yeah. you and, and take you around. One thing about Disney is since they are so great at storytelling, mm -hmm. um, I, first of all, in Tokyo, they do have, you can pick up at guest services, a storytelling guide. So it will tell you the actual story in, of each attraction or the main ones that's in English. Cool. It didn't have all of them, but it did oh, have them. Cool. Um, cool. So, but even before I got that, or without looking at it, I knew you can tell the basic story of what's going on because they're so right. good at storytelling. So like there was a Little Mermaid show, which was amazing. Ariel was actual Ariel and did like on cool. guide wires in this, you know. Yeah. Um, and but everything was in Japanese, but we got it. And there was there's a ride about uh, Sinbad, the Voyage of Sinbad, and which has nothing to do with anything Disney has before. You've never seen it, but we fought. We were able to follow along with what he's you know what he's going through because we it's a dark ride you know we're watching each scene so i feel like that's kind of what they've done with philhar magic too right like there's very few 
very little dialogue in it. You don't really right. have to know much. It's and it's kind of for the international visitors. Yeah. They're going to be able to come and enjoy it just like we would, even though they don't speak our language. Right. There was a show with. Um, it was. It was not exactly a magic show, but they had some magic elements, and there was a pre-show, and again, all in Japanese. But we we kind of got it. You know, we probably didn't get every single thing or every single joke, but no, we got, got it. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tough, hard-hitting question here. Each park, what is the one ride that you have to do? I had to pick one? One, Sharla. Okay. You're not the dictator on this. <laughs> <laughs> one per- Now, you're, you, you get Tokyo, so technically you get two because there's two parks. Oh, and, but you know. still. I know. All right, Heather, you go first because okay, you look Hong- like you have an answer. <laughs> Hong Kong is Mystic Manor. Um, I, I have a runner-up if anybody's interested. You no. can email me. If anybody's interested, <laughs> you can email me because um, there is a runner-up that's really Heather freaking incredible. Heather at DisneyParkPrincess.com. She'll tell uh-huh. you. Yeah. Um, but Mystic Manor, hands down, uh, it's incredible. Um, it's got that trackless um, ride system that you see now on Rise of the Resistance and that you'll eventually yep. see on Ratatouille. Um, but it is I haven't gotten to go on Mystic Manor because it was closed when we were there. So I have to go back. But it is the coolest version of the Haunted Mansion I've seen. Um, and it's a completely different story than any of us are familiar with because um, they don't believe in an afterlife in China. They, ghosts are not going to resonate with them. They won't understand that. Um, so instead, it's about an enchanted house and an enchanted object that brings things to life. Um, and to them that makes sense because they, you know, they believe in that type of thing. And so it's still got that little tiny bit of scary to it, but a lot of funny that we're familiar with. And they have the cutest little mascot. He is a little monkey in a fez and a vest, um, who's kind of like the pet of the house. And he's the one that causes all this mischief. His name is Albert and he is adorable, adorable. (laughs) And is this in both Shanghai and Hong Kong or is just only in Hong Kong? Only in Hong Kong. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. How about in Shanghai? What's the one ride? I'm going to give you two and you can't stop me. Tron and Pirates of the Caribbean. Tide. They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Now what? All right. <laughs> Charlotte's going to edit it out for me. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but, All um, right, Charlotte, she got two. You get two. Go ahead. Okay. Both of them are incredible. So you, you can't pick one or the other. You have to do both. Okay. Tokyo Disneyland, um, Pooh's Honey Hunt, also trackless. I know it's Winnie the Pooh, so it's a, you know, kid's ride, but don't care. Let's do it. Do it. Also, Monsters, Inc., Boo's Hide and Seek. You get a little flashlight and you get to find her, kind of like a Buzz Lightyear type thing where you're... But, it's kind but, of like uh, Men in Black, right? Over at Universal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. And um, then how about over at... Uh, Tokyo Disney, uh, Tokyo Disney Sea, hands down Tower of Terror. It's um very, very different story. Um, it's part of that, wh- what do they call it? The Adventures Club C. 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 Yeah. yeah. Society for so, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Harrison Hightower. Or something. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a, he gets his artifacts and all that. So it's, it's that base. One, the effect, one of the effects in that pre-show I have never seen and I cannot figure out how they do it. And it's crazy. It's amazing. And then Sinbad, Voyage of Sinbad, um, the little dark ride is is so good it's so cute okay i too all right how about nighttime extravaganzas do they have like fireworks and nighttime shows like we do here in the u.s 
Um, yes. So they definitely have, and I believe they've closed it. Fantasmic. Um, I think they did close it, didn't they? At, at Tokyo Disney Sea, it was on their lagoon, and it was unbelievable. It was just different. It was mm-hmm. not the same type of Fantasmic that you would see. It was very different, and they had a lot of shows. A lot of parades. I felt like they had a parade like every hour at Tokyo. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, they, they loved it. And then a lot of just on their on that water at Tokyo Disney Sea, they have this big lagoon right as you enter. And they had something going on in it all the time. They had those, you know, those jet packs where people kind of kind of fly around or the water. Oh, pack. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They had those going on almost nonstop. It was it was just a lot of entertainment all the time. Very cool. How about Shanghai and Hong Kong? Do they have nighttime both of them have firework shows at okay. night, which were really beautiful, really, especially um, Shanghai's. I feel like that thing went on for 20 minutes and it was just kind of like a all different Disney music and it's just that castle is. I would imagine the country that invented fireworks would have a pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> but know? they don't, yeah. they don't have, um, they don't have like, you know, shows like nighttime shows. There's not a phantasmic, okay. there's not, but it's, but it's a fireworks display, fireworks display. Okay. Uh, and they're just, they're beautiful. Um, I'm sure there must have been a parade in Hong Kong, but I don't remember it. What I do remember is their Halloween parade. They had um, a whole Halloween parade. I wouldn't say it's as good as Boo to You, but it was all dedicated to the villains. And so that was kind of really nice. Um, They had a few like little nods to Boo to You, like a a little bit of the music that they took from that. Um, The I'm actually really bummed about this. Our last day in Shanghai was basically a monsoon. Like I've never seen rain like this in my life. And so their Halloween parade got rained out. But um, like it's a creepy Halloween parade where like they have like it's they have um, like a whole like pirate landing little land section of the park and so their halloween is all dedicated to the like zombie pirates like you would see from curse of the black pearl okay. uh, and so is it like they take o- they do a whole parade then they take over that land and like they're swinging from pirate ships um and it started but then it started to rain so they had to cancel it um so i don't think that they had a, a they actually might have had a daily parade that was canceled but like they're really more big on the fireworks out there than the the daily um entertainment got it okay all right. Anything else that you think our listeners absolutely need to know before they make the decision or start to plan their trip? You should definitely go. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hesitate to recommend. I mean, the China parks. I know it's a little scary because it's China and it's different. Um, but I wouldn't hesitate to send you there. It's fantastic, yeah. especially if yeah. you want to start with Hong Kong. It's, it's such a metropolitan city. It's very westernized. You would not feel uncomfortable there at all. Uh, and don't, please don't just go for the Disney parks. Get out into the cities, walk around. Yeah. I don't care if you hire yourself a tour guide, you jump on, a, you know, like a little sightseeing tour, but go and, and see the culture because, you know, as much as we love Disney, the, these beautiful, like thousands yeah. of year old cultures. Yeah. It, it's yeah. something to see. Um, and I will just say, remember, it is not right. It is not wrong. It's just different. So go embrace that. Yeah. Embrace the difference and and really immerse yourself. Don't get there and be like, oh, well, I don't like this. At least try it. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We spent um, several days in Tokyo. And um, as you know, I love Disney and I love those. Any theme park that I go to is great. But I do wish we had a little bit more time in Japan, not necessarily Tokyo. I would spend more time there, but like go to Kyoto or some some of the other cities, which we did not get to do when we were there. So I would definitely go there again. And then my biggest tip is it when you return home, 
it took me at least three weeks to feel normal again. It's a 13 hour difference. That jet lag was. Oh, it'll kill you. It will destroy you. This is the only time they have hated me more than I have ever hated them was when I came home from Asia and was not jet lagged at all. Oh my God. (laughs) I will say I I don't, I don't get jet lag. I've never had it in my life ever. It's like whatever time it is where I am is what it is. And then I came home from China and it took, I want to say three weeks. I was, I would, I I would go to sleep at 7 PM, wake up at 3 AM then sleep until 11. And then like had to drag myself yeah. out of bed because I couldn't get up. And you would think the whole, you know, I'm just going to stay up until bedtime and then sleep all night. No, you don't sleep all night. You're up no. at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. <laughs> um, you know, I forced myself to, like, get myself out of bed at 2 p.m. just because I knew I wouldn't sleep. doesn't matter. You might as well sleep all day because it's going <laughs> to take you, like, I had no problem actually falling asleep, but then it would be like I'd sleep for three hours and then yeah. wide awake. Yeah, crazy. Oh, it is the worst thing I've ever experienced. So give yourself like at least three days before you have to be at work when you're coming home. At least just do yourself that favor and build in that extra time. I was so scared when I went to Korea because I had listened to your two horror stories and you were both like, oh, it's the worst thing ever. You're going to feel terrible for a month. Don't worry. We're going to cover for you because you are going to be so miserable. And then I came home and I was like, fine. And they were both like, I hate you. The funny thing is (laughs) Sharla and my trip, like I got back from China and I want to say five days later, she was going to Tokyo. (laughs) So she had a layover in LA. So, you know, I went and we had dinner together and I'm just sitting at the table I'm like just wait this is terrible (laughs) you're gonna be so miserable she did she came back she's like this is the worst yeah 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 Yeah. I wish I could tell you what my trick was I have no idea because normally I do get jet lagged and this is the one time in my life and I didn't but whatever yeah so, but it's worth it. It's a hundred percent worth it. Oh, yeah. I still have eight years left on my China visa and I will be back yeah I'm going like I don't care it's worth it yeah. All right. So that wraps it up for this week's episode of the Disney Park Princess podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, coming up on our Patreon Extra, this was a listener Patreon request. Uh, so our listener Tiernan had written in and given us some suggestions, and we're taking all of them. Um, <laughs> so up first, uh, she had asked us to talk about our least favorite restaurants in each park. So uh, we're starting with Magic Kingdom and everybody has to pick one. And of course, you know, these two are going to cheat. I'm sure they're going to come up with more than (laughs) one, whatever. I've lost all control. It's fine. Uh, So stay tuned for that. If you're not a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. We do exclusive content. We also have a special Patreon Facebook group. And in fact, Heather just posted a brand new video. If you watched Heather's Lunchtime Live last week, she did a live cooking demonstration of Tonga Toast, which looked it's fantastic so i mean it, it tasted exactly like the restaurant i'm not even gonna lie so good. so good uh and then she did a cooking video for just uh, a separate cooking video just for our our patrons in the patreon facebook page so um be sure to join that as well don't forget to follow us on instagram on pinterest on facebook make sure you join our facebook group we're having so much fun in there we're doing lunchtime lives and happy hours and Disney trivia every day and share your Disney artwork. And there's just all kinds of fun stuff going on in there. So be sure to join us there. Uh, And that's it. We will talk to you next week. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.